0: Hey you, welcome to another mini episode of The Breakup Breakdown. I'm Abby Murphy, and on this week's episode, I brought on TikTok's favorite therapist to come on and answer your questions about some really tough situations that happen this time of year during the holidays. If you've never seen, add to my mom's a therapist, also known as Lisa, her real name. If you've never seen her content on TikTok, definitely check it out. She always has a really fresh and very real and honest perspective on tough stuff that we all go through, or things that we know people are going through. If there is a certain part of the energy, interview you want to jump to or a specific question you're looking for, head to the episode description. I've got all of the timestamps listed there. So is this a really crazy time of year for you because people are so stressed with the holidays and everything? Um, It definitely ramps up. It it definitely does, especially if we're going into family
1: situations that tend to like activate our nervous system, bump us out of our zone. So definitely you see a lot more alcohol consumption, shopping. (laughs) Some people think it's shopping for holidays. It's not just shopping. It's not just shopping for Christmas presents. It's, It's shopping for therapy as well. So yes. I
0: was about to say, do you notice any problems that pop up and kind of like a trend like you see people dealing with the same things this time of year? Anxiety and depression. I mean, you got two choices, but I say both, both. And you'll see anxiety more
1: around family settings, whatever the family dynamic is. Um, So you'll see a lot more anxiety going thinking about, okay, I got to go see all the relatives or I've got this dynamic going on in the house that I've been able to avoid all year or since Easter. And now we have to go back and do it again. And because you know our nervous systems don't know time. So oftentimes it can feel like we're even though we're a grown ass adult, it feels like we are a little kid going back into our parents' house. Home, and we all turn into little kids going back into our parents' home. And so it definitely activates our anxiety. So you'll see the anxious behavior. It also trips um, a lot of really, a, a lot of depression as well, or very low moods, whether it's a reminder of not having a significant other or a reminder of like lack of family or like, oh, that's, that's right. This is my family. Thank you again for reminding me of the <laughs> family I have. Um, or if, if a loss too, if we've lost somebody, it's definitely, it can definitely kind of tank us um, as well. So a lot to be sensitive around the whole holidays.
0: And oh, I feel like you are the perfect person to talk to with all these questions that my listeners have. They've DM'd me. They want to know your thoughts. <laughs> Let's jump into them real quick. OK, so the first submission says, honestly, I hate going home for the holidays. Being surrounded by so many people for days on end really drains my social battery. Every time I try to take some time for myself or skip a family meal to recharge, it causes a lot of tension with my family. My family's starting to feel like I hate them because I don't always want to be around them. How can I manage feeling overstimulated this time of year? Hey boy, that is a hard one. I, I so
1: get it. almost could you, I could feel it even like, I don't know if it was just you reading the tone into it, Abby. I'm <laughs> like was Oh, like I just like feel I could just feel because I think that's so relatable to so many people, especially if you're not someone that is, you know, extroverts very much get their energy. They're charged by that interaction. Introverts need to kind of, you know, pendulate out of that in turn, just being isolated, more alone, be able to charge their battery and then go, go back in. Well, I would say, always say like oh sweets, first of all, look, look for easy ones, look for low hanging fruit. What would be low hanging fruit. Like I'll go get the ice. I'll go get the, Oh wait, I think we're, I think we're out of alcohol. There's a double, I'll go get the alcohol and I'll get a break from the family all at the same time. Not advocating for upset, you know, heavy drinking, but I'm advocating for, for for a trip to the, the store to go get, to pick up the, the wine while you at it. So I, again, I would look for ways that you're, that would give your body a, a reasonable, that they would see it as a reasonable mm. place to get a break because you do, you need to be able to move yourself out of that environment. I would also look for things that would give you, a break from interacting with a lot of adults, even if that is like, okay, I'll take the child. Like here, give me a toddler. Why? A lot less like directed questions, heavy conversation. Just get on the ground and play Legos. You know what I mean? (laughs) I would look look for like small things that could divert um, you away from a lot of heavy interaction. But something we keep in mind and kind of what this gal was saying is that we go into family not realizing when everybody comes out of their family with a table set, it's like it's a table set and we're going to see that in the holidays. So that's a good analogy. And the table set we all grow up and we have a this is what it means to do family and I can almost hear her parent her family being like no like that's not how our table set this is what it means to be family mm-hmm. and so she's challenging that it's almost like she's taking the cup and moving it and they're like uh, move the cup back that's not how we do family and so recognizing that part of growing up is starting to be able to say wait that's how they see family that's <laughs> how they set the table and what pieces do i want to move and she's butting up against the sense to say is it okay that it's upset is it okay That it ruffles their feathers? And how do I learn to be able to communicate to say, and I would do what's called a validating loop? I understand, I validate, I recognize this isn't the way you do things. And then I loop it back to me, but I just know this is what I need to make it through the holiday. Mm -hmm. So I do a validating loop. I acknowledge, I understand this isn't the way. And they could say, you know, why are you ignoring us? And then I would validate, I recognize that you feel like I'm ignoring you. I see that. However, and then I'd bring it back, I just know this is what I need to get through. We also have to stop expecting that everybody else is going to be excited that we're setting boundaries for ourselves. Yourself. Nobody does. Nobody is like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you set a boundary. We're so proud of you for (laughs) setting that boundary and taking care of yourself. No, nobody likes a boundary. You're only putting up a boundary because it's needed anyways. If they, if you had space, you wouldn't need the boundary to to begin with. So recognizing, oh, if I'm waiting for everyone to be excited, I don't think that's going to happen. How do I start getting uncomfortable and creating communication around what I need to keep myself in a good place?
0: Yeah. And that sucks, especially when you're seeing family, maybe this is the only time you're going to see them this time of year and they don't understand why. We are only see each other for two days and you want to go or, sit in your room for a little bit, it's, yeah. it's a hard boundary to that, set. That's hard
1: for them to compute. so recognizing if we're waiting for them to see it through our eyes, that's not going to happen. So how do I, and you know, you, I'm so glad you said that because you also tripped on something I think is really important. And that is it helps regulate our body. We can withstand a lot more if we think it's temporary. So if we can even just say to us or you, or to you and your partner and be like, okay, we got, we got three hours. We got this. We can do this. We got three hours. We're going to go home, put on our PJs. We're going to veg. If, if my body knows there's an end. It's it's the, the age old analogy. Actually, we used a lot during COVID, which is like, if, if you know, it's a half marathon, it's a half marathon. I know there's an ending or a marathon. It's when all of a sudden something seems endless that our body doesn't do super well. So we want to hold it. Like I've got this three hours. Or I got this. I've got seven days, six days. So we're going to do a countdown. So my body knows a time's coming that it's going to get
0: relief. That's great advice. Okay. Next submission. My family is always hounding me about being the only single sibling left. Keep asking them to stop bringing It up, but they just think that they're joking. How do I get them to understand that this is hurtful?
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such it's such a hard one, especially when they're joking around it and they don't see it. And you're like, oh, really? Like again, oh, here's no surprise. One, I would this, I've got a few things to say on this one. But one, I would allow yourself in your body, in your body, in in your own mind, not necessarily allowed, but in your body to be able to do or say whatever your body feels like doing and say. So internally, if they're saying a joke, I'm wondering in your head if you can just be like, Are you kidding me? But sometimes our body, and I use that word intentionally, sometimes our body needs to be like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Like, and so I would allow you in your brain to be able to do whatever imagine or imagine saying, or imagine doing, like, do I want to imagine running out of the room? Do I want to imagine clocking somebody? No, that doesn't mean I'm advocating for violence, but just to let your body have a place to get out what it feels like it's trap is trapped inside, which is they're all joking and funny. And I'm over here and I don't think this is very funny. I would see what, what can I internally do to make it feel better? The other piece here is I want to point out what, th- what they're saying in this question. And that is what can I do to make them? That's what I would say doll, doll, you don't have control. You can't make them do anything. And that's where I'd come in and say, I know this is so hard and so frustrating because I don't have control and I can't convince them of anything. And I so badly wish I could. And then I would come back and say, but what do I have control over? What do I have? What can I do that would make me feel better? Do I want to be able, again, here's that boundary to be able to say, I know you guys think this is funny, but when you start commenting on my singleness, I'm just going to get up and walk out of the room because I don't think it's funny. Mm -hmm. And then you actually have to like do it, right? So now you got to consider. So they start talking about it. You just get up. You're not, you're not upset. I just get up and walk out of the room. Remove yourself. Yeah. Playing well, Legos on the floor with, with, with the toddler again, right? <laughs> toddlers are not going to give you shit about
0: being single. You just start pelting Legos at them. You're That's like, right. okay, if it. I'm single. <laughs> yeah. What I think is the hard part about that situation is I feel like the, the obvious answer is just to tell them to stop. But then they always come back with, well, we're just joking around. It's just, mm-hmm. it's funny to us. And it's, it's, you don't know how to get them to move on from the same old joke that they keep. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Which is why you're seeing me not take what everyone wants me to say is tell them not to do that. Well, well you've been doing that. How's that work for you? Mm-hmm. Has that worked out or does it keep going? And then we have to say, okay, keep going. If you do that, what's going to happen? Same thing. They're going to do the same thing every year. I would say at one time, you know, you guys have done this every year. I don't find it funny, but if you start talking about it, just so you know, I'm going to get up and walk out. And then you are absolutely consistent. Every time they talk about it, you just get up and you remove yourself, take a few deep breaths, go refill your drink and then, <laughs> and then, and then come back in the other option. And this is this is about, there's no right or wrong. Another option that you could try and why are you trying things? Experiment. When you're experimenting, you're trying to see what will land in my body, what will make me feel better. And one of the things you can try is like different, different perspectives. Like when they bring it up to almost like, like do it for them is like when they're like, bring it up or they're like, make a comment about being single as almost being like, I know, oh my gosh, I like, can't believe how single I am. And like, almost like I will take it from them and make it my own. And so that I get to, so I shift it. So it's a that I actually enjoy in my head, in my own head. Like, I love being single at the holidays. It like makes me like, like, I'm so grateful. It's, I mean, like, you know what I mean? So if I can take it and I can make fun of it, but again, you might try that on. And one person will be like, okay, I like that. That sits well with me. Somebody else might be like, yeah, that, that doesn't make me feel good. So you have to try on see what, what fits well with you.
0: Yeah, maybe turn around and be like, you guys are still married. Don't you yes. hate being married around the holidays? Yes. Yeah. How do you even enjoy those Hallmark movies where they fall in love every single time in like 70 different ways? Yeah, I love that. Abby, that's exactly what I'm I'm talking
1: about is like how can we like kind of play poke fun at it mm-hmm. and be like oh, oh my gosh I can't believe you're so ma- you're so married I mean this isn't even a good relationship almost like, little, <laughs> like I'd even I'd play a little
0: nasty is that I don't know you're catching me at the end of a night maybe I'd play a little like dirty be like are we getting spicy Lisa are we getting spicy on the <laughs> podcast today Okay next uh next question Okay during the holidays I find myself running back to an ex or actually mm. answering one of those you up texts from an old flame What are some ways I can fight against getting back Back into something toxic just because I'm feeling extra lonely this time of year. Oh, I have so much, I have so much compassion
1: for that. I do. I, and I would have, I would have so much compassion. I would have so much compassion and give, give yourself a lot of grace. Grace means you you're giving yourself room. That doesn't mean sometimes we're afraid of Well, if I give myself a little bit of space or a little bit of compassion, but I'm afraid I'm going to keep <laughs> taking those texts. And and that, no, it's not saying you're advocating for it. It's not saying that, yes, I'm going to do more of that, but can we have a little understanding of what our pod, body's trying to do? And that's how I look at things. I, zero, zero judgment. Cause I look at that. What is that you're trying to get? I mean, if we, I'm going to throw this one at you, Abby. I hope I don't put you on the spot, but what do you think these individuals, when
0: they answer those texts, what are they really trying to get? I feel like they want the instant satisfaction of getting rid of the feeling of I'm single again on Christmas. I don't want to feel like I'm by myself during this time where you're supposed to be surrounded by love. Yes. When we feel discouraged or
1: hopeless, we will do things we wouldn't normally do. I'm going to say that again because I think it's super important. When we start to feel defeated, discouraged or hopeless, that's now hopeless means... I don't think things are going to change. If I've lost hope, I feel it will always look this way. And if I feel like it always looks this way, I will end up doing actions that I wouldn't normally do. So those are tied together. If I feel discouraged or hopeless, I don't think things are going to change. So screw it. I might as well take this guy up on this offer. Those are what that go together. So we want to have a lot of understanding and compassion. And then at the same time, I I just don't want to be alone. So I might as well do this. So here's what my encouragement would be again, come in with a lot of understanding, compassion and say, gosh, I understand. I so get this. And then I do, I do what I track it all the way through. So I'll say that it's okay. If you're going to text them, you get the you up text, your body feels it. You're, I mean, let's just see it. Sometimes we get that you up text and your whole body will like light up. It's like, oh, we know it comes with that. So we want to be able to say, okay, you can respond. But before you respond to even the first text, you've got to get in front of the whole thing. You can't, you can't once you start it, we lose the ability to do this. So before we even start, I'm gonna have you stop right there and I'm gonna have you say, Okay, you can answer this text, but let's run this through. If we answer this text, let's just be honest, we might as well embrace it. We're probably gonna end up hooking up with them. We're gonna feel great in the moment, it's gonna feel great. And I run the trajectory all the way through, and then the next day, I'm gonna feel like and if I do this, that's okay. It's okay. I'm going to give, you can do it, but you're signing up for the whole thing. And do I want to feel like this?
0: I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the tent between you and someone else, or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off Just about any item, and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code ABBY at checkout. That's A B B Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code ABBY to get your discount code Abby. I feel like there's two types of people in the world. The people that get super excited when the temps hit the 80s and the people who are like, holy crap, it's bathing suit weather and I do not feel my best. The warmer it is, the more dialed in I feel like I need to be with my nutrition but I gotta be honest with you, I hate cooking. Do I cook for myself and feel great or do I get takeout and eat a bunch of crap that's just honestly expensive and not that great for you? That's why I really enjoyed trying out Factor. Factor is a meal service that requires no prep. All you gotta do is heat them up in the microwave for like two minutes and they're chef crafted. So they're actually designed to meet your nutrition goals. Whether you're trying to watch your calories, get more protein in or follow a keto diet. There are 35 different meals and 60 add-ons to choose from with breakfast, lunches, dinners, and even desserts. Head to factormeals.com breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com breakup50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active, so I'm not
1: ba- doing it based on the moment or getting that fix that I want. I'm doing it based on the whole trajectory and signing up for the whole thing, and then I give myself the choice.
0: And that's a great way of putting it: signing up for the whole thing, because I feel like in the moment you think the whole thing might not end badly, yeah. so you think maybe mm-hmm. I'm signing up for something better this time. Mm-hmm. But or, no, yeah. or, or we're not even
1: thinking past that moment, and then so you got to get now if you start texting with them and you're texting like all sexy and like all the little like the little purple face with the horns or whatever that thing is, you know, once I mean, we. <laughs> get into that your body's already kicking in and you're not going to be able to make that choice so you got to get way in front of it it's kind of like deciding what you're gonna do before you start drinking alcohol so that's another side story but like if you stiff because if you're trying to make different choices while you've already started drinking that, that's gonna that's not gonna happen sweet so you got to go before you decide to go out for the evening you got to decide right then what choices you're gonna make before you
0: get into it absolutely I think people are really they're gonna have to put that on replay when their ex-boyfriend from high school says hey I saw you out at the bar you want to come over my parents aren't home because okay next you <laughs> Next question. <laughs> this is my third Christmas being single. All my cousins and siblings have paired off with their significant others. I have so much anxiety about going into the holidays, knowing I'm going to be the odd one out. It's kind of a similar question. How do I f- handle feeling like I'm missing out when everyone else seems to have their relationships in order? Similar to the last one, but I think too, that's just, I mean, there's something too that
1: we often forget. Sometimes we can keep ourselves pretty insulated in, our, in a life where we don't have those reminders in front of us all the time. And maybe we even might monitor how much we're on on social media so that we're not doing that. And all of a sudden we go into these holidays, everyone's paired off and it's like, ah, like shit. Thank you for that reminder. Like, great. Thank you so much world. Thank you for reminding me. Yes. I'm now like, you know, seventh wheeling over here. Thank you so much. And so it's, again, it's just that reminder right in front of your face. And that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. And that's when I would again have allow yourself to have breaks so you can kind of, and you may not stay as long as everybody else. And I would give yourself permission, go late, leave early. If you if check in with your body and say, how are we doing in here? Are we not doing super well? Do we, do we need to leave a little bit early? because you don't have to stay the whole time if you are in a lot of pain. And so I'd give yourself permission to say, how are we doing in here? Do we want to leave early? Do we want to go late? The other thing I would encourage you, even before going into the holidays, thinking that might be the case, is really giving yourself some time to, again, consider this idea of like, what do I think? Do I hold this idea in my head that I should be at some place? I'm 30, I'm 35, I'm 40, or I'm 28, I'm still single. And to think, wait, what image do I have in my head? Do I hold this standard that says?" I should have hit this benchmark by now. I should, this is what life should look like. And as cheesy as it is, I heard once someone say like, stop shooting all over yourself. And, and like, it's so true. Like I should, this is what I, this is where I should be. This is what my life should be. I should be married. I should have kids. I should have a significant other by now. And, and when we do a should, when we use comparison, we've, we've lost the fact that every single path is customized and unique. Nobody has your DNA mixed with your upbringing, mixed with your environment, mixed with your child experiences. So each path has to be customized just for us. So I would bring in that sense of customization along with a sense that says, oh, I'm sad. It is like a loss. I would treat it honestly like a death even when you see everybody with their partners. And I would say, yeah, it's like a loss. It's a loss not having a partner. And I give it as much weight as if it was a death. Like I'm sad. I'm sad I don't have somebody to share it with. If you had lost your partner this holiday, how would you treat it going into this event? And I would treat it the same way. That's serious. Oh yeah. Because for a lot of people, it's a sting. It's Mm -hmm. a sting to see everybody with their partner and to feel I'm missing what I really desire in Life. I want to have a partner to share it with. I'm sad that I can't turn to my partner and experience with this with them. I mean, I we want to it, it stings. It can very much sting. And so I just I would, I would treat it with, with that much tender care.
0: I was actually in the exact same scenario for Thanksgiving. I'm in a massive family. There's like 10 cousins. Everyone's paired off and I was the only single one. And the thing I had to remind myself, because I felt like I was at the kids' table. I was like, I'm the only person who's not in their adult life. I remember, oh, they have to go do a second Thanksgiving and they have to do all these things that come with having a partner. And it's so mm-hmm. nice that I have to do that. Okay. So, even just notice that, even noticing that, how, okay, let me bring in that thought. Does that help me
1: feel a little bit better? But I would leave space to validate too, like, yeah, this sucks. I miss not having a partner and validating that in ourselves and being like, yep, yeah, it, it does. Not trying to rationalize it, not trying to reason through it, not trying to beat yourself up for feeling that way, but just be like, yeah, like validate it. Like, yeah, this sucks. This is mm-hmm. a tough one. And almost as if you're talking to yourself and leaving yourself space to feel that way. Great advice.
0: Okay. Next question. Oh, this is a good one about meeting the parents. So, I'm my partner's family for the first time and I'm obviously incredibly nervous, but it's Mm. only worse because I know his mom doesn't approve of our relationship. I'm feeling a lot of pressure to prove myself to her and get in the good graces of the rest of the family. How can I prepare myself for this really nerve-wracking situation?
1: Jeez, that's a hard one. That's, I mean, it's a hard one from a body perspective. If you already know somebody's not a fan of you and you're walking into it, that's just hard on your body. It it, it is. It's not like even it's a blank slate. Even if it's a blank slate, let's just Imagine for a second if you're meeting parents and you have you haven't met them before and it's a blank slate. That's still nerve wracking. Going in already knowing someone doesn't care for you, I would say more challenging. So two things that two things I would hold in mind. The first one I would do what's called front loading. Front loading is a term again. This is trauma resiliency model, which is not it's not mine. It's it's been around for a long time and it's great trauma trauma model. But front loading is this idea of saying I already know I'm going to go into something that is like stressful as f- so if, if I already know that then I want to like really spend time going in. I would take like a half an hour before going into the night to be like, let me just put on some calming music. I know the environment itself is going to make me charged. And if I get in my thoughts before going in, that's not going to help me feel better. So can I take a bath? Can I get Can I put on some calming music? Can I talk to some friends? Can I just be able to front load and try to get my body as calm as possible knowing I'm going into a situation that's going to be charged already? The other thing I would tuck away before going in in the back of your head, when we know somebody does not like us, our body tends to overcompensate. Out of our anxiousness, we overcompensate. So instead of just being neutral, I will totally be on. Like I will be big. I will be talking. I'll feel like I'm overcompensating to make up. So that I, so what I would do is, because what here's what often happens going in. Let me tell you psychologically what's going on. So I'm going into this event. I don't, You don't like me. So I've taken this image in my head, the how I think you see me. I know you don't like me. I have this idea. I have movies that play in my head of how I think you see me. And I place them in your brain, in the brain of this other person. And then I go into this event, react, to what I've placed in your brain. So I'm actually reacting to something that is not even there that I've there. And because of that, I'm not reacting to what's really there. And so if I think somebody doesn't like me, I've put that movie in their head, then I'm actually reacting to that. So I'm trying to overcompensate by being nice, overcompensate to try to engage based on something actually, that's not even
0: real. I never would have thought of it that way. Does that make sense though? Yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh. I I'm like, I've totally done that before. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay. Same, same. My I'm little my young my younger self, my, my little younger self like lived there, like lived, yeah. my twenty year old self, like she pretty much lived in that. So I would almost like go in being like, no, we don't always have to be smiling. Like mm-hmm. I look for that middle, that mid, what is that middle ground? Not the way over here. You don't always have to be on. Mm-hmm. I don't always, I don't always remind myself. I don't always have to be engaging. How do I just go just to being myself? How do I show a genuine interest? I don't have to always be smiling and mm-hmm. I don't have to come in and overcompensate.
0: Yeah. And especially as women, I feel like we feel like we have to be, you know, the the hostess, even if we're not hosting, we kind of have to be the more, I don't know, jovial one, whereas you Can know, I help with you your boyfriend, exactly. yes. <laughs> what do you need her in the kitchen? I mean, we do that, right? Like, we come in with a big bottle of wine. We're like, what do you need? Let me help, please. Yes. Love yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah basically. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> please, at me. please love me. <laughs> please. I love your son. Just accept me. Okay. Last one. Best one. Okay. This one. I don't know how you're going to answer this one. So I'm, I'll be curious. I really want to break up with my boyfriend, but as bad as it sounds, I feel like I have to wait for the holidays to end. I don't want to ruin his Christmas or his New Year's, but I'm just done with this relationship. Is it insensitive to end things before a big holiday or event? Oh, that's a good one.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Really, I really love that. I really, really, I mean, I love ones that are challenging. I love ones that, I mean, there's something you can spit out, but this one I'm going to be like, Mm -hmm. oh, recognize too. What I'm sharing is just my opinion. So, what I, in these kind of situations, I would hold space one to acknowledge that's where you are, right? I'd also leave space to say, if I choose not to, if I am confronted on it, how do I be honest and true to who I am? So, if they are like, hey, I feel like you're checked out, I feel like you're done, you know, am I going to be fake? Am I going to lie or am I going to? to be honest and I would say be congruent, be true to what's going on inside. That's always sits better in our body is to have the outside match what's going on, on the inside. So I'd encourage you not to be fake first thing. And then the second piece I'd come in and I'd very much say, again, this is, you know, this isn't therapy. This would be just my, this would be just my, my grandma talking my, yaya, my Greek grandma be like, well, how treat others, how you'd want to be treated. What would you, what would you, what would be honoring if you were in their shoes? What would you want?
0: The big advice I've heard people are saying, well, it's almost the nicest thing you can do for them. Cause they're going to go home and be surrounded by friends and family. But on the flip side, there's still, dealing with all the hard emotions of a breakup.
1: See, so I think people forget it's it's hard either way, hard either way. It's hard if you do it now, it's hard if you do it later. If you break up now, I mean, there's positives and negatives to both. There's benefits and costs to both. That's why you don't see me. I'm not going to come in and say, it has to be this way because what may be a benefit and a cost is going to be different to each person. Mm-hmm. Somebody may feel like, oh, if I break, with the, break up with them now, they're going to go home and tell the whole entire family, she broke up with me at Christmas. Who does that? And you're going to always be the girl that broke up with them <laughs> Right. The other point is, is that you have to take it with you too. So again, you're not going to, if you're looking for a logical answer, and I think this is one of the, one of the reasons I actually started doing TikTok videos is everybody wants to be told what to do. Do this. This is the right way. This is the wrong way. And I would say, Dole, you've got to figure out for you what sits well in your body. It's going to be hard either way. And so I think once we realize both roads are hard, whether you do it now or do it later, both roads are hard.
0: Are you going to be the girl who ruins Christmas or are you going to be the girl that was fake during Christmas? That's it. Yeah. It's that's what that's you got to decide.
1: Gotta, yeah. And I would say there's, there's not a right or wrong answer. Here. we got to take that off the table as far as like, what do I do? There's, there's not a right or wrong path that's saying, how does this sit in my body? And do I like what, when I see my, whatever I choose, do I like how I handled it? You don't have control over their hurt. You don't have, by the way, sometimes we forget when both people get into a relationship, both people sign at the dotted line, Mm -hmm. you both sign up saying this may work. This may not work. When you get into a relationship, both people assume the risk. And sometimes we forget that until you decide to make a commitment for life. And even then it doesn't mean for life, but really make a commitment to try to do it for life. You've signed up to assume the risk that this may work or it may not work. It sucks, but that's what everybody signs up for. When I look at how I handle it, do I like what I
0: see? That's great. It's a, a great answer for an area that's very great. Ooh. No, no black okay. and white answers no, here. I, I think those are my favorite ones because they, they they're not, they're not black <laughs> and white. There's one piece of advice you could give people going into the holidays, no matter what situation they're going into. What's one thing you'd like to tell them?
1: You know, I think this comes from, this is a personal passion of mine. I mean, it actually doesn't have as much to do with your family as it does just in general, though it can apply to family. And that is, I would say, be kind. You have no idea what people are going through. I always say this at the end of all my lives. You don't know that person that you are holding the door open for at Starbucks. You have no idea if they just lost their spouse or had something devastating happen to them. So I always say, be kind because you don't know what people are going through and you don't know their stories. So I would say, look around you, see, see who just needs to be noticed. You don't know if you smile at somebody, if they're the only person that acknowledged their existence that day, and especially around the holidays. So I would say, whether you're going into family or whether you're going into other ways in going into situations, I would say wherever you can be kind and listen. I'd always say ask questions and listen, because with listening comes understanding and with understanding comes a lot more grace and compassion. So I'd encourage you this holiday to listen more.
0: Listen well and be kind. That's sage advice, sage advice. And you also just started a podcast too. Do you want to plug it? Oh,
1: sure. Yeah. This is all new. I mean, just started TikTok six months ago and like, it was like, like, whose life is this? Yes, (laughs) absolutely. We just started, we got our first episode. So excited. We're just shy of 500 downloads. Um, just launched it last week. Uh, it's called same same name, So My Mom's a Therapist podcast. It's on Spotify, soon to be on Apple, and we just got an Instagram page up and going, So My Mom's a Therapist,
0: and mm. as always, on TikTok. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lisa, for coming on. Your advice was so good. I know people are going to be going crazy for it. Hey. It was so nice to spend time with you, Abby. I don't know about you, but I feel like I just got years of therapy just listening to that one episode, and I hope this also helps you going into the holidays dealing with family, a new boyfriend or girlfriend, or just entertained you on your ride home. That's all I can ask for. <laughs> if you did enjoy this episode, I would love it if you left a five-star Apple review or on Spotify, it would be the best Christmas present ever. The trailer for next week's full episode of The Breakup Breakdown will drop on Tuesday. We are off next week for the holidays, but I will say the episode that will drop on January 2nd is absolutely worth the wait. It is one of the most intense breakups we've heard about. I recorded the episode earlier this week and the entire time I was just like, I cannot believe that real people went through what happened in this story. And honestly, I was kind of scared through some of it. So get ready, get your popcorn. It's going to be one of our best episodes yet. See you next year. Oh, I'm sorry. I hate it when people say that. I'll see you on January 4th.